Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, and we are here to preview the 2021-22 NHL season. Um, you may have heard us doing some best ball drafts with our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. By the way, sign up using promo code MSP. You'll get 10 bucks for free just for depositing 10 bucks. Um, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's a great time to uh, play the best ball tournament because that thing does not seem like it's going to fill. So you'll get free money on top of the free money that we get you for listening to the Morning Skate podcast. Um, so you may have heard us do that. You may have heard us do our Tuesday opening night two-game DFS slate preview. Uh, be sure to you know kind of rewind your pod feed if you haven't seen that because you should. Um, it'll be there. So I promise you it's good stuff. But we're here, DJ, to take a you know, high level look at the season ahead of us. So, you know, we, we've had tumultuous summers to say the least. Um, you're in an entirely different city, but how are you doing? And are you ready for some hockey? Yeah. I mean, I'm eh, looking at the city of Buffalo right now. I'm probably going to go to the game on Saturday and watch the uh, battle for Shane Wright. That's my plan right now. So yeah, think things are moving. I started a new job the first day of hockey season, which is probably today when you're listening to this because you just couldn't wait. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of changing, a lot of going on. I'm recording on top of all of my clothes on top of a cooler. Um, it's, it's just the way you got to get it done. And with everything going on uh, for myself, I mean, I'm doing the hockey assist network, which is going to be mainly just videos, you know, three videos a week. I'm going to start it probably not all three this week. I'll probably just get two out if I can. Um, and then I'll be, cause I'll be covering, the entire week, I believe at this point of Mayo Media Network, um, every single slate, and we're probably going to do three or four podcasts. So staying busy, got, got to do it though. Hockey season's here. I'm excited. Uh, anything you want to cover off the top or? That's right. Um, no, I mean, you know, um, I've just been playing some tennis all summer. Um, you know, not actual tennis because that would involve going outside. Uh, DFS tennis has been sort of like my, my go-to uh, for the last few months. Um, I've also been playing some football, um, been dabbling in baseball, did not go well. Um, so, you know, I, I just kind of have been waiting for hockey season, though. Uh, oh, I hit something big in the Euro soccer. That was fun. Um, some, you know, literal one-off lineup for 25 bucks turned that into 20K. So, you know, nice to be me, I guess. Um, but, you know, it, it's really not the same without hockey. We learned that last year where, you know, I started out like in the bubble, like just killing it. And then hockey went away for October, November, December. And I just, you know, I, I got myself into a rut that I couldn't get out of playing DFS. Um, so, you know, I'm look, really looking forward to bouncing back in the, you know, early part of this year, just in terms of getting my hockey game back on top. Um, so I think this is the best place to start, you know, just talk about the season uh, some of our early thoughts and then how we can, you know, take advantage of that early on in the season and just in general. So um, any other sort of macro thoughts before we get into some specifics? No, I think we should do you want us to start going right we'll go macro view each division, right? So let's start yep. with the Atlantic. All right. So the Atlantic division is, uh, I think pretty much the landscape is similar to last year, um, except well. <laughs> let's let's read out all the uh, teams in each division because yeah, wait, uh, I was, yeah, the, I was like, but <laughs> the uh, the last year kind of really screwed it. Yeah, that. it didn't really work. Um, so the top to bottom, I'm just gonna go in 
Um, alphabetical is the Boston Bruins, the Buffalo Sabres, the Detroit Red Wings, the Florida Panthers, Montreal Canadiens, Ottawa Senators, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Toronto Maple Leafs. So, yeah, it's very top-heavy and very bottomed out. Um, I, think I cannot believe teams, that you think Buffalo is the second-best team in that division. Yep, that's what I said, right? You got me. I, <laughs> I think Tampa and Toronto are right at the bottom. It couldn't, couldn't have been alphabetical. You know, it, it's. I think that there's, you know, you, you kind of got the, the maybe, we'll say four, four layers here. Um, layer one being the absolute dumpster fire of the Buffalo Sabres. I don't think another team is even quite in their class, although most of the analytic community think that the Red Wings aren't too, too far ahead of them. So we can kind of lump them in. You have teams like Ottawa and Montreal that I think are a bit more bubble. Um, Montreal obviously made it to the cup last year, but most people are not predicting them to make the playoffs this year because of how loaded this Atlantic is. Um, I think Ottawa's on you know, on the rise. Montreal, it might not have Carey Price for the entire season. So what their goaltending is going to be and what they're going to have without Shea Weber as well, you know, not many people are going predict to predict them to be much better. Um, we have the Boston Bruins are kind of your – they make it every freaking year, and every time you talk yourself into them not being as good, they prove you wrong. Um, but they're getting older. They have a whole new goaltending tandem – um, in like what Swayman and Olmark. So they could be a little bit worse. And then you have, I think the upper echelon in Tampa Bay who back-to-back cup champions, Toronto Maple Leafs who should be, you know, maybe winning the first round playoff series one of these days <laughs> and the Florida Panthers who have kind of become the sexy pick to be like, Ooh, this could win the cup, you know, never know um, type of a team that they're top 12 forwards are all really freaking good. They have a solid defense. And like, I, I, you know, I would just say that between Spencer Knight and Sergei Bobrovsky, they should have Colton and they could get it done. So I think that pretty easily covers the Atlantic in like a very, very macro view, but let's hear what you have to say about what I just said. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, as far as the top of the division, uh, I think Toronto is just, uh, it's weird. I kind of think they're hands down the best team in this division. And I know that's odd going up against Tampa, um, especially a fully healthy Tampa team by all accounts. But I think that Toronto is just loaded with depth uh, down the forward ranks. Um, they have the top end talent in Matthews, Marner, uh, Nylander, even Tavares, you know, could have a, a big year, uh, relatively speaking. I think they're better on defense than a lot of people are giving them credit for at this point. And I think they're much better in that. Um, like it, it truly is. I think one of the top teams in hockey at this point, and just because of some, you know, really tough uh, week of hockey, it wasn't even two weeks. Cause remember they were up, <laughs> they were up in that series. It's not like they got swept um, against Montreal, like, you know, a tough week of hockey just made people go, Oh, yep. Same old Maple Leafs. Um, but I just don't think that's true. So they're by far to me, the best team in this division, um, I do have a small wager on them to win this division outright. Um, doesn't have great value at the moment, but you know, not a ton of these futures do. So, you know, I, I can't necessarily suggest you to, um, place a wager on them for the Stanley cup, let's say, because I'm not quite willing to save the playoffs, you know, like that stink is still on them, but as far as the regular season goes, like, I, I think that the, Leafs are a really good bet as the president's trophy winner, even at plus 550. Like, it, I just think they're just loaded. Um, 
And, you know, hopefully Austin Matthews is healthy because I think he helps them get there. So as far as the worst team in that division, I mean, it's got to be Buffalo. Um, so, you know, my final if thought. Buffalo isn't the worst team in the division, like we should have a parade in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, it can and, just. And like, uh, it, it's funny because like I've almost like I almost actually like convinced myself that, you know what, like they might be a 75 point team. And then I thought about it. I'm like, they lose Reinhardt, Eichel. Risto might be an improvement. Um, Olmark, like, how could they possibly be anything but like, I don't know. I don't know, like, what it, it's it's such a weird team, but yeah. yeah, it should not be fun. Does it count uh, as a parade if every member of the Buffalo Sabres just like dresses up in a Bills jersey and tries to come to the Super Bowl parade, or you know, is that does that not count? Yeah, that'll be in Cleveland, so that'd be really weird for them to wear those jerseys there. Um, but yeah, no. So um, I, I mean, other than that, I think that like a couple things to keep an eye on, maybe to say, uh, guys like Lucas Raymond for the Red Wings. You know, I think that he could be a guy that gets really overlooked early in the season, kind of your minimum price sort of play that they seem to want to feed in the slot on the power play, which is exciting. Um, I think with um, let's think anyone else that's. Gonna... Um, guy like, he's a freaking monster, uh, man. Let me yeah, tell you. That yes. Much. So, so, so Nika, right? He was playing yep. line two center, some power play role for Boston. A Might guy be coil now, but you know, we're uh, not. Yeah, we're still not really sure on that. Um, as far as the, the Sabers are concerned, like they will probably score a goal or two this year, and like our two Rustalainen is maybe going to be the guy that just finds the, the next back of the net. Olafson, let's say. Yeah, and they still have Olafson on top of all that, mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, but I think, I think those are guys that just should be guys you keep an eye on. Is there anyone you think I might be missing? Um, you know, my sort of point of interest this year will be a, you know, season long thing, of course, but, uh, just what Florida does with their forward group. Um, right now we're looking at Reinhardt playing alongside Barkov and for Hagee, that's obviously awesome. Um, Sam Bennett playing alongside Huberdeau, um, he was a freaking animal last year. Let me tell you that much. So like if, if that continues, then I think Florida, um, you know, is in line to put up some monster numbers, but the only point of, you know, caution is you've got Hornfist waiting the wings. You've got Frank Vetrano, you've got Owen Tippett. Um, so, you know, Anthony Duclair even. So there's really not an easy path toward like a full 82 games for any of these guys in any position. Besides Barkov, obviously, um, because he's going to be the number one center regardless. But I think there's a lot of sort of uncertainty baked into some of these season-long ideas out of Florida. Um, so, you know, I think Reinhardt has a monster year if he sticks in that spot. Um, I found a Jonathan Huberto line for goals in the regular season over the course of 82 games to score under 31 and a half goals. Um I don't know, but that was, wasn't shots. I, <laughs> I don't know about you, but um, I jammed that. I jammed that under uh, minus one fifteen on it. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing is the, the liquidity. Just you know, it doesn't. It's not like the lines move at all. So it's kind of um, you know, it, it's a little bit tough to say like, oh yeah, I made a good bet. You know, four weeks ago, whatever, because you know, no one at DraftKings just taking a look at the line since they posted it because they just don't let you bet a ton of money on it. Um, but I found that one to be very enticing just because I think Bennett's the shooter there. I think Owen Tippett on that line is going to be, you know, the goal scorer. Um, I, I just don't see it 
for Huberto, putting up 32 goals. Like, you know, if he does, props to you, bud. Hopefully, Samson gets the Stanley Cup banner. Um, so, all right. Next division. We can get the Metro um, in alphabetical order again. Carolina Hurricanes, Columbus Blue Jackets, New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Washington Capitals. Um, I guess do my same thing as last time. Right, I think that pick, there's a – oh, no, no. I have no, a game. Do the same thing. Okay, fine, game. Pick two teams who will be bad in this division and tell me why. Okay. Uh, Columbus. We'll okay. start there. Why? Um, this, uh, boy, where to start? Um, I would, you know what? I think that the, the easiest case would just be that I think their defense is just real bad. Um, I, I think Wierenski is, is fine in himself, but other than that, I don't have a lot of like time in general for anyone else as far as being like a really good all-around defender on this team. Um, I mean, Boakvist maybe turns into that, but I just don't see it right now. The goaltending, I think, is a- adequate. It's nothing special, but I think they'll probably move one of those pieces. And I'm really not sold on any of their forwards. And it sounds like Cole Sillinger could be like a top six center for them. And I just kind of think that an 18-year-old in that role might not quite do what they need it to do. So, yeah, I, I just – I'm not seeing it for them. I mean, I knew this would be one of the teams. Um, but, you know, counterpoint, um, Adam Boakvist was awesome last year. You look at the underlying numbers – even playing alongside Duncan Keith, who was an anchor with whoever we played with, Bokvist was awesome. Uh, if he plays with Ferensky, that might actually be better than, uh, than you know, Jones Ferensky. Um, Jake Bean, also a guy who analytics freaking loves, man. Um, I, I think that he could have a really solid year there. I think they're actually okay in that. Um, I think that Cole Sillinger making the team out of camp was not a, hey, we have no one else to do this, but oh, crap, I think we just found a stud. Um, say, you know, does a guy like David Pasternak remind you of uh, Mr. Cole Sillinger? I don't know, maybe. Um, but Sillinger is a freaking animal. They have Bjorkstrand. They have Line. You know, I think the pieces are there for uh, Columbus to be an absolute surprise team. Not that they'll be good, but um, sort of what I wanted to make that point is that Columbus is uh, easily the worst team in this division on paper. And I think there is a very, very easy bull case to make here. So, um, you know, yeah, we I, don't need to don't go think, through anyone yeah. else, but like, this is a very interesting division for me. So uh, like, who do you think the best team's going to wind up being if you don't have the other counters? I mean, I think it's, you know, just to finish the, the bottom two, you mentioned uh, the devils would be the other one there. And, and I, you know, I think that there's just the same case you pretty much made for, um, you know, if, if, you know, if you took like a hundred percent of the simulations, what percentage of them have Columbus or the devils making the playoffs, you know, maybe like eight to 12% of them. And I think that would fit for both of them for the same reasons. Like, do you get this like top end um, Alex Holtz, you know, 30 goal season as as a rookie or something crazy like that, as far as Cole Sillinger is concerned, like the same kind of situation, like do one of these guys just absolutely blow up the league in year one? You know, I don't really see it personally. So that's why I'm just kind of like saying like, I'm just going to stick to like, what the math would probably tell me there and say that they're probably the worst. Um, as far as the best, you know, I think that Carolina is just, I don't know why people are like galaxy burning this. It feels like a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, Islanders won. And then no, like Carolina is the best team here. Um, I don't think they got like, like obviously Dougie Hamilton loss is, is big, uh, especially in the DFS space, but I don't think that that's going to be like the biggest amount of loss of like projected points ever. I think the Kakanyemi pickup, while 
a bit expensive is going to benefit them. I do, I do like him. So I, you know, I think that they're going to be just fine up front. Um, a guy like Derek Stepan might just get a bit of a boost. He's only 31. It's not like he's a, a fossil. He's not good any, great anymore. At least he's, he's fine. Um, so I think that they made enough moves that will get them where they need to go. New goaltenders losing mm-hmm. to Delkovic seemed weird, but getting Anderson and Ranta, I think it's fine. So I think they're in my number one. Um, and I think the only team that really rivals them in my eyes is probably the Islanders, but I'm not quite sold on them being like that next tier uh, above everyone else. Yeah. Um, your turn. I kind of was hoping you weren't going to say Carolina because I, um, they're the team when I was just looking through some of these preseason lines, I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. I know Dougie's very good, but you got to account for the fact that yes, you lose Dougie. Um, but you know, the power play production, Tony D'Angelo's never uh, not been a awesome power play specialist. So the power play production will be there. Um, I think you need to account for a massive leap forward for a guy like Svechnikov. I think that Kokaniemi has a ton of untapped potential. Ahu's getting better. Um, Tara Vinen is still a very solid player. Like I think up front that the Carolina roster is the best forward group in the Atlantic. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to be very good. I got them at 45 to one to win the president's trophy. And I have them at 26 to one to win this 25 to one to win the Stanley cup. Um, you know, I just think both of those are really solid lines um, given some of the teams around them in that range. So um, yeah, as far as the other sort of spots here, I don't know if any of these are worth talking about, um, but my other gambles, let's call it for the, uh, for the regular season. Oh, by the way, uh, last division, I wait, sorry, this is the same division because I got that screwed up in my head again. Uh, so among the gambles I have Jake Gensel under 76 and a half points, uh, not looking great now that Cindy Crosby seems like he's going to be back. Like this week um but you know originally it was like oh you know he might come back in november and it was like jam 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 you know like no jake Ensel. um but you know i had to pay a little juice on that but under 76 and a half you know it just seemed right like if he's without crosby and malkin for any extended period um i have let's see oh wait oh yeah sorry i have ovi at 20 to one to win the goal scoring race. Um, you know, sometimes shit happens. Looks like Ovi got hurt in his final tune-up game. Um, hopefully he's good to go, but it doesn't really seem like it. So we'll see. Uh, I'm also very excited to see Connor McMichael in that spot if Ovi can't go. So not all things are lost. Um, and yeah, um, any thoughts there? Anything else that you're interested in this upcoming season? I mean, uh, I, I probably should have covered this off the top, but still can't really bet on all the stuff you're betting on in New York. It's seemingly like any day now, but probably more closer to the Super Bowl when it's actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, a, one team that I think I like a bit more than the field is the Flyers. A, I think that they're a better team than last year. I think Atkinson is a, you know, a, a good addition um, with Voracek coming out. I think that'll actually maybe help them. Um, I I just, I don't really see how they could be much worse. I think, you know, Carter Hart could not, it, there's just no way he's going to be this bad. Um, sure. I think that he's going to be much improved. You know, their defense, I think was pretty weak last year. I, you know, I'm not a huge risk lineman fan, but I think that he can do some things for them that will help. Um, but 
Provorov, Ellis, Ristolainen, Yandel. Like, I, I think there's enough meat on the bone there that could help that goaltending um, get back mm-hmm. to where it needs to be. So it, that, that, that kind of narrative, I, I, I like them to make the playoffs. I still like them more than the Rangers. I like them more than the, you know, two teams that already said aren't very good. And I think I like them more than the Penguins at this point. So, you yeah. know, I kind of like them to bounce back a bit. Um, I was really high on them last year and they absolutely fell on their face. So let's, let's try it again this year. Okay. Um, yeah. If you told me that one of these two teams had the missed the playoffs between Pittsburgh or Washington, um, you know, similar stages, you know, uh, closing championship window, older core veterans, so on. Uh, who are you siding with in that question? Like, you know, who's going to miss the playoffs of those two if one of them has to miss? Of, I mean, I, I the Penguins. You, okay. you said yes, yeah. I, I think I that you know, um, if yeah. I was going to like pick it right now, I'd say Carolina sure. one, Islanders two, Flyers three, Capitals four. I think I agree. Um, okay. I, you could honestly convince me of Penguins over Flyers, but I'm not going to fight you too much on it. Um, okay. I don't have any outstanding to make the playoffs bets or anything like that. So. Um, all right, let's go on to the next division. What you got? So the next division, sorry, I'm just checking the football right now. T- didn't mean to Lamar Jackson leading the comeback, making me some money. Just want to make sure you're aware. Um, so we'll move over to the central. Now we have, and again, alphabetical order. I want to really predicate this here. We have the Arizona Coyotes, Colorado, oh my Jesus, Chicago Blackhawks, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, Minnesota Wild, Nashville Predators, St. Louis Blues, and Winnipeg Jets. Now, I think this was going to be my like scorching hot take. And then I've been listening to podcasts all week about hockey. And I guess it is actually just like the norm now is to basically say like the Winnipeg Jets are really freaking good. Um, I, I did. I thought that was going to be like the oh, Colorado and Winnipeg to lead the division. Colorado probably better. Um, that seems to be just what everyone's saying. I, I didn't. <laughs> I guess I should have seen that coming. But here we are. So. Arizona, obviously the worst team here. They're the only team that's going to compete with Buffalo for being the absolute stone cold worst, which is why I'm definitely going to go watch them play Saturday. Um, Then we have the Nashville Predators who have taken a pretty big step backwards. Uh, Not a lot of addition, quite a bit of subtraction, but it could open a role for guys like Ellie Tolvanen and stuff to step into very prominent roles. I still love Roman Yossi on the point. He should see even more opportunity, I would assume. Um, and a guy like Cody Glass to have an opportunity to really try to flourish. Um, you know, a guy that people thought of as like a top five prospect in the entire NHL kind of fell off in Vegas and maybe can figure it out there. Other than that, it seems like there's a huge question mark surrounding most of these teams. I think most people will say Minnesota probably should be there um, in that playoff hunt and, and in the playoffs themselves. St. Louis, probably the other one that most people are going to be in on. But, but lest we forget that the Dallas Stars are bringing back Tyler Sagan. You know, this is a team that made a cup run two years ago. Yeah. Pretty similar roster to that. Um, you know, I, I think I would say it improved definitely from last year team and the Blackhawks should be improved as well. So what is your overall thought there in the middle? I mean, it does seem like a lot of people are saying, well, all right, we have Colorado penciled in Winnipeg penciled in who are the other two for you? Yeah. Uh, well, I want to know what happens if Connor Hellebuck isn't the greatest goalie in the world. Um, what if he's just a top 10 goalie? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I really I don't disagree. buy it with Winnipeg. Um, like, you know, Dom is super bullish on them and he's an analytics guy. So like, I respect it. And then I look at his thing and it's like, well, forwards 21st defense, 19th goalies first by a country freaking mile. Like, 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm just not. I saw what happened to John Gibson, and I'm not saying that's going to happen to Hellebuck, but I think it's very possible that this team just has a okay goaltending season and that they're completely doomed as a result. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm pumping the brakes a bit on Winnipeg. I certainly agree. You know, Colorado should be the hands down favorite. Um, St. Louis and Minnesota, I think to me, have much more uh, structured cases to being, you know, top three in that division. Um, and then I think Dallas honestly might be better than Winnipeg uh, as well. And, you know, the good thing with Dallas is if uh, one of their eight goalies isn't good, they can just go to the next guy. Um, whereas, you know, if Winnipeg has a mediocre year from Hellebuck, they're kind of stuck. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really my main thought. That was something I just wanted to talk about. And then obviously best and worst Colorado, Arizona, next question. Um, anything else? Oh, Jacob Chikrin. He's awesome. Really cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. anything. I mean, I think that if I was going to, if I could make fun bets like you, I would find a fun Caprice off oh. bet and, yeah. and place it. That's one thing I would, <laughs> um, I would do just because oof, I think he um, is like, I uh, have the Kaprizov under 37 and a half goals. Uh, oh, that, that is high. That's really high. Though. That seems really high. Uh, yeah. That's... I, spicy. <laughs> I spicy. I have Nathan McKinnon under 36 and a half. That could bite me, but McKinnon feels like uh, he's going to be feeding Rantanen all year. So um, I like that. And then, of course, I had to place my annual Kevin Fiala to win the Rocket at 60 to 1. Um it's a little bit higher than last year when it was a hundred to one, but you know, Fiala, uh, we just mentioned freaking uh, Kaprizov. Like, yeah, I think that's the guy. So uh, next division, unless you had anything else. Um, No, I think that that probably settles most of it. I mean, I, I we didn't even really, I don't know if we said the word St. Louis blues this entire time, but they're still in that division as well. And they've been, could be fun. You know, I, I don't think that they're, they're terrible. They're like yeah. the biggest question mark is like, is Tarasenko even going to play? Like what, what's up with sure. him? But they, they should be fine. They're still a team. I just feel like we should at least mention their name. Yeah, no, uh, Tarasenko will be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. No Vince Dunn. How do you recover from such a crushing blow? Let's find out. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you ready for the Pacific? Yes. Did I cut out completely? Because I feel like I... No, I, I don't think so. Maybe. Oh, good. Good, good, good. All right. So the Pacific in alphabetical order, the Anaheim Ducks, the Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, Los Angeles Kings, San Jose Sharks, Seattle Kraken, Vancouver Canucks, and Vegas Golden Knights. Now, I am going to, you know, I'm going to put one thing out there for the entire season for on the macro, the macro cast. So the Pacific Division is, I mean, I have no proof of this, but I feel like it does get overlooked as far as the games in the Pacific because people read left to right, so they don't see these games. I think there's going to be a ton of high-scoring games in the Pacific. I don't think that's that bold of a take, but I will be... Sorry, did you did you tell me Connor McDavid is in the Pacific? Is that what you just said, or what? what? No, I never oh. say something like that. No. Well, yeah. I mean, that that's why. Like, you know, Connor McDavid, holy crap. I, I just think that this entire division like every team that was really really bad is still i would say at least really bad um but just with a little more offensive upside and i don't know if any of the goaltending got better uh, and it wasn't good last year 
Like yeah. maybe you could argue San Jose's goaltending got better. I'll give you that one. <laughs> couldn't get worse. So it couldn't have gotten worse. But other than that, I'm kind of sitting here like this division could be a lot of fun to watch. Like I think there's gonna be a lot of high overs, a lot of fun, a lot of Connor McDavid playing hockey. I, you know, I just I, I I feel like the Pacific always kind of gets this like, oh, they're bad, and it's like they're bad, but like let's talk about how much fun they could be. So uh, that's that's my first thing I wanted to say, uh, Matt. Uh, I'll let you start with who's gonna be good and who's gonna be bad. Who's going to be bad? Um, well, uh, that's a tough one because I wanted to say Arizona, but then I realized, oh, yeah, Arizona is not here anymore. Um, you know, I think uh, I think Vancouver just doesn't have it defensively. Um, they traded away Nate Schmidt because he wasn't good enough defensively or something. I, I don't know. Uh, he was too expensive. They had to go sign another, you know, uh, they had to get OEL, I guess, like, well, whatever uh poor thatcher demko is the only thing i can say to that um you know hopefully they'll be fun but man i don't know if i can see them be good uh the kings are getting a tough slog without byfield for what sounds like an extended period of time so um you know that that was one silver lining that the kings had so who's going to be fun i think the ducks should be fun i will be sad if they are not fun um but we'll see zegris drysdale um raquel could have a bounce back here I think they'll be fun. And then who will be good? Well, what if I told you my hot take, maybe the hottest take of the year is that Vegas will not be the best team in this division. I, I, I disagree, but that's what, fair. What if Robin Leonard and uh, freaking, I almost said Julian Brisebois, uh freaking Brassois, Laurent Brassois. What if that goalie tandem isn't as good as the Vezina winning Marc-Andre Fleury campaign from last year. What if the team that shot a billion percent in their inaugural season, and then for the past three years have been plagued with a lack of ability to finish, uh, doesn't score lots of goals. So, you know, what happens if Max Pacioretty, Jonathan Marcheseau, Riley Smith, Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, Mark Stone, all of those guys are 30 or older, I think. Don't quote me on that. If one of those guys is like 29 or whatever, what happens if they get worse? Like they're not getting better. What happens if they just get worse? Um, you know, so Stone and Carlson are under 30. So Stone is 29 and Carlson. 29, Carlson. I didn't say Carlson. I knew, oh, I knew Carlson was. I didn't know. Um, I don't think uh, so, at least. You just can't, but can't catch him slipping. Anyway, you know, so that to me is the biggest question mark. Around this season is like, you know, we're talking about oh Washington, oh Pittsburgh, you know, oh they they're they're older. They're, you know, time is coming for Vegas too, so it's now or never for them. And you know, I'm just not convinced that uh, they have all the pieces there quite yet. Um, one Jack Eichel trade, and you know, I'm out there buying a Knights jersey, but you know, I, I don't really see it just quite yet. So, um, I guess that sort of informs my outstanding bets to win that division. I put one on both Edmonton, uh, you know, because obviously McDavid could just drag a team to relevancy. <sighs> you did it, didn't you? And then, no, okay. I know you're you're about to say the San Jose Sharks, but no, no, no. Uh, oh if, God, no, If no, Evander no, no, Kane no. was in the lineup, you know, and not this, I, mess, I was going to Vancouver. I, I was going, I was going to guess no, Vancouver. You were no. going to no, you're, it's Calgary. You're going to go. Okay, all right. That's it good. is That's my good. largest bet of the entire year is that Calgary will be. Um, the Pacific Division winner, um, 11 to 1. Uh, it just felt like a good value 
Um, there's lots of talent there. Yes, they lost Giordano, but you know, I, I like their decor. Yeah. Otherwise, they seem okay in that. And by God, uh, Windholm, Kachuk, Gaudreau, they could set records. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm gonna, really excited to see them. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick two things about Calgary. One good and one bad. I mean, okay. And and you know, which one do you want first? Want the good news or the bad news? Uh, give me the bad news first. The bad news is they're coached by Daryl Sutter. Now, see, what, what if that's good news? You see, that's kind of where I was going to go with it. I think it might be good news for one year. Like you might, you might hit that one year mark yeah. where like a Daryl Sutter comes in and shakes him up and rattles the cages and whatever you want to say. And they pick up Blake Coleman and they're playing better defensively. I don't know. Like that, that's kind of like my point I was going to make is like, like, you know, you're going to get a guy like Sean Monahan who just, I, you know, it's funny. Like I was talking to um, my friend recently about the, you know, different teams in the league. And I'm like, you know, it's like Sean Monahan had a f- couple of years. I mean, 2018, 2019, he had 82 points. Like, yeah, he was really good. Mm-hmm. And then last year he had about 28 and 50 games. <laughs> Not good. Like what happened? Yeah. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Um, so, you know, um, I, I, the, the, the Daryl Sutter thing, I think, is very, very uh, – it won't be good for their offensive output, let me say, but I think it'll be fine for the team overall. Um, just as far as the bets I have from this division to cap things off, um, I did grab the under on Zach Hyman goals. It was posted at 30, and, yes, he was playing with McDavid, but they've already given up on Leon Settle being able to carry his own line because he can't. Um, and they've gone to Settle, McDavid, Pulley, you know, poor Zach Hyman, but he's not scoring 30 goals without a plus, you know, a plump spot on McDavid's wing. Um, I grabbed the, uh, I took this one super early. So, you know, before I saw all the lines and stuff, but Goudreau under 75 points at even money. I, you know, I wasn't just, just, I'm allowed to change my opinions. And that one's not nearly as large as say the, uh, the, Hyman under bet or whatever, but, you know, I figured I should just share it in the interest of full honesty. And then, um, uh, Mark Stone, I think I already mentioned that maybe not under 29 and a half goals. Um, you know, is Mark Stone a 30 goal guy playing with patches? I don't know. I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's about it for me as far. Oh, and, uh, my one out is if Vegas is the best team in the, uh, conference or in the division i think robin leonard at 15 to 1 is a pretty good bet so kind of a hedge but also it's it was just like a very clear like i think that was the first yeah that was the first season long bet i made it was like well subtract flurry what do you have a team that's supposed to win 100 and whatever uh, 50 games and a goalie who's going to have to play a lot of them um so he seemed like a pretty decent value to me so Anything else you wanted to say just as we get into things this season? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I guess I'll just plug my own stuff. Uh, I plan on every week at least covering like one team in a video format to try to show like what they're doing on the power play, how they're trying to play this year, see if I can catch anything weird with them and stuff like that. So the Hockey Assist Network, um, definitely check that out. i you know, I've already posted some video work for how to gamble on daily fantasy, et cetera. Um, I'm honestly starting to already like forget what I've already talked about in some avenues and 
whatever, but it's going to be so much of me talking that you could not possibly listen to it all in, in one season. If you catch every single thing that I make, then you deserve like, what, what do they call the Iron Man? Yep. The Iron Man crowns, baby. Get the those Iron crowns. Man crowns because yeah, this is going to be crazy. So um, Mayo Media Network, mainly just going to be me, Matt, maybe once in a while. There'll be other people in there as well. I don't really know yet. Um, and then we'll have Hockey Assist Network. We'll have the whole thing. There's be so much gambling in my life. And I'm, again, I'm smashing in football this, this weekend. I just, all the green. So let's take all that green and jam out some more hockey lineups. Attaboy. Um, yeah. You know, um, as far as this podcast goes, I think you guys know the drill, but if you don't, um, for opening week, we should be posting for all of Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Going forward, it is likely to just be a Tuesday, Thursday cadence, um, as those are the largest of slates. Um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see how things shake up and whatever else. Um, besides that, um, be sure you are in our Discord. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 188pod and send us a quick DM if you want in. Uh, we've got literally now well over 100 members who are all dedicated to the same cause. Uh, you know, having fun, making money, playing daily fantasy sports. Um, and stay tuned to the announcements tab for anything, you know, like major upcoming. But for the most part, you you nailed it, Deej. Uh, be sure to follow all of his stuff. I'm real excited for the work he's doing, kind of separate from the podcast. And also, I'm real excited for uh, this season because I think it should be a great year for everyone. Um, so, alrighty, Thank you guys all for listening. Follow me on Twitter at fake moods and DJ at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. And from Doug, from DJ and from myself, have a good season, everybody. And we will see you.